can't wait to edit this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Soul School Podcast. The Soul School Podcast is a monthly podcast bringing you conversations to inspire, bring you hope, and acceptance. On this month's episode, we're talking about joy. Kasha and I came to the realization that we had both chosen the same word to inspire our year. We talk a little bit about huga and how to incorporate more joy into your life, not only in the winter, but all year round. Okay, welcome back to the Soul School Podcast in 2019. And Kasha and I have come to a realization that we ended up with the same word of the year, which is joy. Joy. Our theme for the year. Theme for the year, yeah. She says theme, I say word of the year. (laughs) We were talking while planning for this podcast, and we realized that we both chose the same word of the year, which is joy. So today we're going to be talking all about joy, how we plan to incorporate it throughout the year, what it means to us, and a little bonus of huga, which we both love huga. Love the huga. Pronounced Huga. Huga. Not, not Higga. Higgy. Higgy. I always think getting Higgy with it. Na 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 Getting Huga with it. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same ring with getting Huga with it. <laughs> so, joy. Why are we choosing joy? Kasha, do you want to talk about why you're choosing joy? I think we have a lot of the same reasons. Yes. So, a little bit about my just the last few years, what that has looked like me for me. Every year I try to focus on, you know, some, you know, whether it's like a mantra or a theme or a quote. Like one year I did fearless. One year, you know, I made it happen. One was, yeah, fearless was like a big one for me. I believe that was last year or the year before. So this year I chose joy because the last few years have been a little bit rocky in my own personal life, not financially or at work or anything like that but just emotionally I've spent the last I'd say probably last like four four and a half years just very sad my husband and I we've been trying to conceive TTC trying to conceive for the last five years and so it's just been a really rocky road of miscarriages and just getting pretty close to like making through that first trimester. So I've spent a lot of the last four years just being super, super sad, like just really dark places that I never, ever in a very, I'm a very positive person, um, probably a little ADHD, too much positivity sometimes. And so I've kind of been brought down to my knees the last four, four and a half years of just, just dark sadness. And so I just said to Anna, I'm just sick of being sad. Like, I just want to feel, I want to cultivate joy in every aspect of my life. Not that I'm not going to have sad days or hard days or angry or like rage filled days, but ultimately, like at the end of the year, I want to look back and say, like, I cultivated joy. I felt it in every fiber, every being of my body. And then I hopefully exuded that in my friendships, in my relationships, in my marriage, with my neighbors, in my work in my coaching and substitute teaching. Like I truly hope that that's people take away and they're like, Hmm, something's going on with Kasha this year in 2019. I hope that that's, 
that's what I cultivate. That's I want to come from a place of love and gratitude and being able to dream but feeling joy in every part of my body. From head to your toes. From my head to my toes, inside out. Yes, that's What about you? I chose joy. I'm choosing joy this year because I don't, when I look back, I don't know how often I've actually felt joy, which is a sad realization, but I've had anxiety since as early as I can remember. I have no clue why I have it. And with anxiety, you get the anxiety depression loop, and I've lived in that my whole life. So, and also my anxiety manifests as anger. It always has when I was little. I appeared very angry and I really regret that because my parents were on the receiving end, my brother was on the receiving end and so I feel like it's either I choose the joy this year, I choose the joy every day, like you said it might not be every day but I I have to make a conscious effort to choose it because it's to be honest not my default um, whether that's just my personality or because I have anxiety. I need to be more intentional about it. So I've chose joy as my word, um, and we'll see how it plays out as far as what I find that I like, too, because I think you have to be in tune with what you like, Mm -hmm. which I'll definitely talk a little bit more about that in the how we're going to. But, yeah, so I just want more joy in my life because I've realized it's something I need to choose versus expecting it to happen to me. What I've noticed in you explaining that, and I just – it's so exciting that we chose the same word and it also doesn't surprise me that we chose the same word as my husband says that sometimes we're like creepily in tune like we're like <laughs> what do you call it when psychic psychic and on the same i don't know like wavelength maybe yeah yeah and so sometimes we're doing the exact same thing and then we'll we use this app called voxer and so we'll vox each other and i'm like i was just gonna type that or i was just gonna but one thing i noticed with you explaining your word for the year is you said multiple times it's a choice and that you choose it and I think ultimately that's what it is is everyone goes through hard times or happy times but joy is not a temporary feeling it's a little bit more permanent but you truly have the choice to choose it right even in your darkest or hardest days or but you get to choose that it's a mindset as well sure and I I don't want to discredit mental illness or anything like that either because there are some days that you really truly cannot choose the joy so that's a sensitive topic that I just want to put out there at first to being somebody who struggled with anxiety and depression I'm just at the point in my life where it needs to be a choice Um, some people aren't even at that point so Mm -hmm. if you're hopefully this can help if you are at that same point and maybe give you an idea of where to go because I just came to this realization as a like I don't I'm spinning my wheels I talk to somebody every week a mental health professional I know all of the strategies on how to reduce my anxiety and even my therapist was like well what do we do here because you already know how to do all of these things so at this point in my mental health journey, it is something that I absolutely need to choose. Well, I'm excited that we're on this journey together. Me too. And I'm excited <laughs> all of our audience. Absolutely accountability. But I'm super excited for all of you listeners. Is there a theme? Is there a word? Is there a mantra? Is there a quote? Is there an image that really speaks to you? And maybe that would help you 
you could take away and maybe it's a word maybe it's something that you can work towards all year long i think that's what both of us agree is it's something that you can start any day throughout the year but maybe you're like hmm, listen it's like middle of january end of january and i want to start and have some in, something intentional that i'm working towards all year long the way i came to my word of the year was very intuitive but the guiding question was really what do i need more of or what do I so what do I need more of yours might be I need more organization I need more connection with friends so if you're thinking about your own word of the year your own theme I think the best guiding question so simple what do I need more of so Anna walk us through how are you going to accomplish this sense of joy throughout your year the first thing I did was and I showed you in my notebook as proof when we couldn't believe it we're like <laughs> Tasha goes my word of the year is joy I was like uh-uh no way no that's take, my, take back my word that's my <laughs> that's word that's my word uh, only me <laughs> no I showed her my notebook and I was like look at this and I have the notebook right here it says things that bring me joy um don't mind me turning that but I need this because I don't think sometimes we always know what brings us joy so I have this page in my notebook, and I'm just going to write down any time I feel joy. And, well, one of the times I feel joy is doing the podcast. So definitely <laughs> we've come up with a plan for that. On my list so far, I have music, my dog Libby, her cuddles, and photography. If I'm feeling like I'm off kilter with experiencing joy, I'm going to go back to this list and say, I could do this right now. I could pick up my camera. I could mm -hmm. listen to some music. Music is generally what gets me immediately there but it's taken me probably a few years to realize how much music does for my mood so you really do have to be reflective in this so this is my exercise in being reflective so I hope that this will help me if I'm not feeling joy to come back to center the other thing is I'm not we're not talking about happiness either I know there's probably some confusion between happiness and joy and Kasha and I were talking about it and happiness is what you see on the outside and joy is what's bubbling underneath the surface not every day you're gonna look like you're happy but if you can find at least one moment of joy in your day mm -hmm. that's successful to me maybe it's just a week <laughs> one piece of joy in a week because yeah. right now I'm if I'm being honest I haven't experienced joy and I realized it right before the end of this the actual year I was playing a game with my friends two kids at school and I just felt so happy and so joyful and it was such a stark comparison to what I have been feeling for the last few months yeah so how this all ties back is really checking in with myself having my list of what brings me joy the biggest thing that came for me was seeking seek joy I guess choose joy like choose kept coming out and beginning like you reflected for me but seeking it I'm not seeking joy if I'm sitting on my couch scrolling Instagram mm -hmm. that's not even joy at all there, there can't be any joy in there because also there's hardly any connection and we've talked a lot about connection and what that looks like and how that brings joy too so definitely made my list making my list mm -hmm. I'm going to keep adding to that list of things that bring me joy and then I'm going to seek those things out I love that. How so give me you? an example of how you would seek that. So that if someone in our audience is like, Anna, that's great, but how are you seeking that? How is that realistic in your life? What does that look like? I think it's harder to put into practice when you're at work every day, <laughs> being a teacher. <laughs> but even when I was off, I don't know how often I was seeking out joy. Let's say I'm, it's 5 p.m. and I, have, I feel like I haven't experienced joy at all today. I'm going to go back to that list and say, 
I could pick up my iPad and do a quick doodle. Anna loves to draw and sketch, so that makes sense. Okay, so that's something that brings you joy. Right. And is it also because it's an outlet of your creativity, your creativity is able to be engaged? Yeah, and I think it's pretty easy to just say, oh, I could just take pictures all day or draw all day. But sometimes really just having some joy is getting up and feeling blood course through your veins. It's not necessarily going to be like this overwhelmingly sunshine and rainbows. I don't think that's sustainable at all, but there will be times for that. I don't know how often I've seeked that out, Mm -hmm. but I think just making this a practical way of it coming back and just being a question of, am I feeling joy right now? Have I felt joy at all today? And if that's a no, then we do something And I can't really prescribe that, but the most practical application for you guys, if you're listening, is if your word of the year is intention. Checking in and saying, do I feel intentional right now? Have I been intentional today? Coming back and being reflective is going to be helpful for that and then go out and seek it. No matter what your word is, you want to go out and seek that. If it's stability, if it's intention, if it's well-being, whatever your word is, are you seeking that? And if the answer is no, then you go, oh, okay, how can I seek to be intentional right now? How can I seek joy right now? That's kind of how I see it playing out for me. I love that. And you said checking in with yourself and being intentional. For me, it's checking in, little like background check of like my friendships and the people I spend the most amount of time with and who brings me, all of my friends bring me joy. All of my family members and my husband's family, they all bring me joy, but there's certain people that drain my energy and there's certain people that I, after hanging out with them or spending quality time, I feel so inspired. I feel so rejuvenated that I feel, I know this sounds cheesy, but I feel like I can take on the world. So for me, the way I know I can do it is being deliberate and intentional about my time because time is super valuable. And I unfortunately only learned that in my 30s. Quality time, so what do I have to do? So I'm looking at my calendar now. So if I don't write it in my calendar, it's not happening. So I'm just very intentional of like, okay, let's say like today I'm podcasting with Anna. And I know that it's super rejuvenating to spend time with my best friend and I feel so inspired. I love her. I feel positive. I feel true joy when I'm spending time with you. But then the next day, it has nothing to do with Anna, but I'm an extroverted person, but then I need almost like the next day or like within like the two, three day range, like time on my own to be able to reflect on that. And that brings me joy is being able to reflect because then I can be more present and intentional with the people I spend time with. So for me, gathering and quality time is super important. And with that, I feel safe, I feel loved, I feel welcomed, I love the sense of togetherness, and it's really healthy for my well-being. So I'm being intentional of planning things in my calendar, and like you said, I love that word seeking, but I'm seeking it by planning it in my calendar. And I know that might sound a little silly to others, but I also need to seek that and um sounds like schedule it too schedule it that's a big one and then i feel like for me part of joy and you had said already the intentionality but it's really hard for me to be present when i've got stuff back to back to back to back scheduled or even if it's last minute and go with the flow because i don't get rejuvenated from that it actually depletes me and so then i don't feel joy and not that i think you should feel joy all the time but i'm working towards that and i like that you said checking in So maybe at the end of the day or the beginning of the day is what can I do to check in with myself? Okay, how do I want to feel joy today? What will I do to feel joy? 
how can I implement more joy, not only in my life, but others? So I like that checking in and maybe that's journaling. Like I'm trying to be more intentional about journaling and going back to my gratitude journal because I've definitely fallen off the bandwagon and having days of reflection because then that allows me to be intentional and present. And then I just feel like I'm able to give more of my cup to others that I love and admire. And it's just so much easier to be present when I have that balance. So I'm working on that. So that'll be how I hopefully I know, knock on wood, that is how I will accomplish joy <laughs> in 2019, folks. One thing that I pulled out from what you just said was starting your day maybe by saying, how do I want to feel today? And then the end of the day question being, did I feel X, Y, Z? And I like that because I've seen lots of planners. I have lots of action planners. I've done every You are planner, the planner queen. Planner queen. I've done all of it. And it does ask you how you want to feel today a lot of the time. And that can get overwhelming. So if you choose just one word for the year. Baby steps. Yep. Right. Like we've chosen that. So if you your word is you want to feel magical today you want to feel productive maybe you want to trust more in situations or your life's journey maybe you want to be present maybe that's something that you feel like you're scrolling through your phone you're just going through the motions of life like you're going through emails and you're not you're numbing yourself that's what it is you're numbing your experiences your your feelings so maybe that's what you want to do is you want to be more present whatever it is right so you start your day saying okay i want to be I want to trust today. Today I want to feel trusting in God, in the universe, maybe even in your partner. Who knows? Whatever you've chosen. Having one thing, one way you want to feel for the whole year is in some ways it can feel limiting, I'm sure. But in a lot of ways it feels really comforting to just go, oh, every day you just check in and you don't have to think about it. So it's I really overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. So I really like that you said that and then the other big thing which kind of connects to Huga, we just both I finished the little book of Huga, and you had already read it I think that helped me helped solidify for me that my word should be joy and that's because Huga has I know we're jumping like super into a very in-depth topic but it's but totally we're going connected right we're gonna go shallow we're not gonna go deep on this huga is a danish word that has really no meaning in the english language because we don't really have it here but overall the author of this book we are not even gonna try to say his name we'll I, put it in the show notes <laughs> i <laughs> we think keep butchering it we'll try mike i think it's just mike it's probably mike wicking viking viking who knows Vik, viking probably <laughs> we're totally butchering sorry mr Vik. but he's Vik. he's the ceo of the happiness research institute in copenhagen and they study happiness basically his theory in the whole book is the reason the danish people are so happy is because they have this thing called huga and we have already kind of been huga e people probably our whole lives let's be honest right by nature like one of the biggest things is huga is very intimate and it's very small group which i've always been very good one-on-one i've always said this even when i was like 18 i knew in my heart of hearts i'm better one-on-one i'm better with two of my girlfriends so we both are very naturally (laughs) inclined to this feeling of connection kasha said safety warmth well-being calm happy and safe we have kind of come up with a plan again psychically (laughs) sean probably just thinks this is Sean is Kasha's Poor husband. Poor Sean and Brandon, <laughs> our <laughs> spouses. <laughs> they, uh, Sean already thinks we're oddly connected, but <laughs> we've come up with a plan, an action plan, 
that's going to bring huga into our lives. But I think the biggest way to do that is if we just focus on connection and winter, this might resonate for you. Winter, we think hibernation. We think, oh, it's so... Isolation. Right. It's dark out. It gets dark early. It's cold. I don't want to put on my boots. I don't want to put on my coat. Da, 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 da. That can lead to feeling isolated, which can also then fuel this feelings of not feeling joy. Yes. And Depression. I... Right, and I know I know that I'm prone to isolation, which again, I have to choose joy, I have to choose connection a lot of the times, and it's not like I ever feel intentionally isolating. I have to really think, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while, I should reach out to them. That's just how I am. Even in my family, what sticks out to me is we would be home, very small ranch home, but my mom would be in the living room watching her show, my dad would be out in the back porch doing his thing. I'd be in my room. My brother would be in his room. We are just naturally very introverted people. We come out. We care about each other. We cross when we cross. So the idea of Huga being an intentional gathering of people in the darkest days of winter is appealing to me. Mm -hmm. The other beauty of Huga that I think is really important for us to mention is the days don't just do Huga in the winter. The beauty and the uniqueness, and I think just so special, is they do it all year long. So then by the time it comes to winter, it's not like, oh man, we haven't been practicing this all year long. I do think it is so much easier in the winter to not see people because I feel, at least in Chicago, there's so many things going on in the summer, late spring, early fall, there's festivals, there's concerts. So it's so much easier for us to gather with each other. And do you think of one of your happiest memories? Just about pure joy, happiness, love, safety, calm, comfort. Nine out of ten times, when people think of a super happy memory, a lot of times it's with other people. So their whole point is is to be able to gather together. And they have several activities that they recommend in the book, many of which Anna and I have literally been doing our entire lives, where my husband, and I don't know if Brandon says this to you, but my <laughs> husband's like, you're like an old woman sometimes. And I'm like, well, I've been knitting my whole life. I've been, you know, doing the candles. They're, one of their big things is dim lighting, so that when you're gathering, it's oh, like yeah. a the romantic lower, mood. Um, the lower the lighting, the better. For mm-hmm. sure, with Huga. I like that you brought up that it's all year round. In the summer, it's picnics. It's campfires. It, it's campfires. It's just Concerts, getting together. Festivals. Creating a meal together. We bring this up not to just make it an episode about Huga, but to talk about this is a way for us to achieve joy this year. Yeah. Huga fits not only for joy, but being intentional, connection. Present presence yes calm safe if you have any of those desires this year to try to incorporate a little huga into your life and remember at the core of it is connection with others and it's our way forward in choosing joy this year in 2019 so for others who are like what is this higa huga what are you talking about what are some things i can do this winter or all year long what are some activities that you already do that are very huga that maybe someone else might want to pick up? Well, for me, they talk about like warm drinks and low lights. I love low lighting. I love to have just a drink in hand and ha- be connected with my animals at home or with Brandon. So I think I do that well already. I think moving forward, I'd like to have more times that I have friends come over. Again, small groups because... Yeah, and what does Huga say? Like how many groups? Like it how says, many people? It's usually three or less, which 
it's funny in the book he talks about how how Danes can actually be very difficult to get into groups with because they do want to keep groups small. <laughs> but once you do make friends with a Dane, you're friends for life. Mm-hmm. So keeping groups small, not excluding, but if I'm meeting with you and another friend, then I'm meeting with another friend and another friend, keeping those groups small, making an effort to see people more often will be kind of the way that I'm going to move forward with the Huga this year and try to keep the Huga going all year because Christmas is the most Huga time because it just lends itself to it. So I think just c- connecting more with smaller groups of people. Sometimes I, I do a craft party every December and I feel like I've got to have all 12 people over. It's not necessarily that. What I could do is a craft party with everybody in December but make sure that I'm connecting with like smaller groups of people throughout the year. And I agree with that, by the way. Her craft party this year was my favorite one. We made ornaments, and I still think that it's the best ornament on my Christmas tree. <laughs> Even my husband said, it looks so professional. I said, I know. I worked really hard on this one. Do agree that in bigger groups, my struggle is always being able to connect with everyone. For me, growing up in a very Huga family, growing up Polish in Chicago, my family was really big on gathering and hosting. My family absolutely loved hosting and food and comfort. There was always so much food around that togetherness and that very Huga feel that everyone felt safe, feeling comfortable enough to walk into the kitchen and open the refrigerator. I agree that it's really hard to be able to connect with others in bigger groups because you feel like, okay, I talked to Anna for five minutes. Now I gotta go talk to my next friend. What's going So you feel almost cut off and you're never really completely present and you're not able to dive in deep, which I love diving in deep in conversation. So I think that smaller group is pretty awesome because then you can really dive in and you're, you're more intentional and present in your conversations. What I love to do and these are maybe some things that maybe you're like hey I want to pick up a new hobby I have always knitted for as long as I can remember I absolutely love knitting it calms me down it's super good for especially if you're like typing all day it's really nice and awesome for your wrists and your fingers to be able to knit it's very therapeutic this winter I have picked up embroidering which I haven't done since I was in fourth grade and it's It's hard for me because it's something new I'm picking up, but it's so relaxing that I'm like, oh, I've picked up something new. Listening to music. I do candles every single night. I do hot tea right before bed. So I normally do like a decaf tea, like sleepy time or chamomile every single night. Doing something like the app that I love using is Headspace or... If you're like big into essential oils like I am, like a little bit of lavender on my wrist before I go to bed and kind of breathe it in. Socks is really big in Huga texture. I love walking around my house barefoot so I can actually feel my hardwood floor or carpeting or rugs beneath my feet. I love gathering and Anna and I were talking about this as moving forward. I really love when I have friends or guests come to my home and they feel so comfortable that they're able to open up the fridge. I, I would like want people to feel right at home. Go into the fridge. You want a drink? Help yourself. So being able to take up the chores and responsibilities of setting up instead of it just being on the host, which I think is a very American thing. That's definitely not a Polish thing. What I grew up with is everyone brings a dish and they help cut up the veggies or the fruit and create something together and then they help with dishes afterward. The host is not left cleaning up their house that they just hosted for all of their friends and family together. 
And if you are looking for new gatherings, one of the things I would highly recommend that Anna and I have done, and we're actually going to do with our good friend Stephanie today, is this um, website called dabble.co. And it's really wonderful. It's in several different cities. But basically what it does is compiles a bunch of classes. All sorts of classes. Experiences. We're going on a World's Fair bar tour today. And again, it goes back to the idea of connecting with others and getting out and not being isolated. And something fun. The whole point is for you to be able to gather and have fun. But again, going back to seeking. So that's what I'm going to seek is maybe more dabble classes because I like getting my my friends and loved ones together and finding new activities to do, especially in those rainy, dark, cloudy, gray days. That's when it's hardest to get out. So I'm going to be searching for that this next year. So a lot of connection. We really urge you, if even if it's not Huga, to look into things that really spark your joy. Even if it's not your word of the year, we hope that this episode brings you some ideas of how to seek more joy in your life, maybe be more intentional about it, or hopefully just seek whatever you want to feel this year in 2019. We hope to inspire you in 2019. So hopefully we'll be bringing you more episodes. We've got a more consistent idea of scheduling down, and we will keep updating you on our seeking of joy this year. Because podcasting makes me joyful (laughs) (laughs) makes me happy it's bubbling bursting with joy all right last but not least we're going to end with our soul cool segment kasha what is soul cool in your life this week so i have a i have a friend who has never done a vision board before okay and so what i do with some of my girlfriends we do a vision board every year and i kid you not for the last at least three or four years everything i have put on my vision board has come true. And where I keep my vision board is on my desk. So I stare at it every day and kind of manifest whatever I have on the vision board and it happens. So I had a friend who's like, Kasha, I've never done a vision board before. I know you like to manifest for the year. Can you like teach me how to do it? So we did it this past week and I'm so excited because joy is obviously in my vision board, but I have so many really exciting things that I want to manifest this year. So I'm really excited about my vision for this year. And I just think 2019, no, I don't think, I know (laughs) it will be the best year yet. Anna, what's your so cool this week? Well, first I'd like to say that having a friend over and creating a vision board is very Huga of you. Very Huga. Let's see. I probably did something that's a little Huga, but after reading the book, it's probably not super Huga, but my soul cool is my first float experience, which I won't go into so much detail because I have a YouTube video that we will link in the show notes that you can see my whole experience. But basically floating is where you go and you are at some level sensory deprived. Kasha's done it where she's in like an open tub and I did a sensory deprivation pod. It was an interesting experience. I did not love the experience of being in the pod itself but the after effects were amazing and it was just nice really to connect with the woman after I floated she was so nice and we talked about a lot of things she was probably like get out of my store please thank you for patronizing (laughs) but honey you gotta go so anyway I will link that in the show notes but it was really cool to go out and do something 
that was a new experience for me. I had never done it, kind of like your friend with the vision board. And it was funny, I was on Instagram and I said, I'm so nervous. And it's funny because no matter what you're doing, if you're anxious or you're nervous about something, it feels the same within your body. So right before going in and floating, I felt the same way as I felt when I was trying to get into Uganda and I wasn't sure I was going to get into Uganda and it felt the same in my body. So it was just like a funny way to kind of look at it. But the float experience was cool. I'm really proud of myself for going out of my comfort zone and trying something. So that's awesome. What a way to start 2019. Well, we hope that this episode has inspired you, that you have taken some key tips or tricks of how to get through your winter blues or things that you look forward to, or maybe some new experiences or events that you check out at Dabble that you were like, hey, listen, this would be really fun to check out and get uncomfortable and experience in 2019. We wish you well. We wish you success. We wish you lots of health, lots of joy. And connection. And connection. Until next time. Stay inspired. inspired.